Welcome back to Look Who's Talk. And the Bills circle the wagon. Seattle beat themselves. And don't be mic'd up to take on Tommy on Monday Night Football. Here we go. Freestyle. Welcome back to the Look Who's Talking, everybody. It's episode 58 of your favorite NFL podcast. Hopefully your favorite NFL podcast, even if it's not Canadian, wherever you're listening in the world. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, bonagam. And uh, we're looking for a new one. Oh, yeah. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> or just hold your fingers together and be like, hey. Anyway, wherever you're listening, we love you. Thanks a lot. Uh, it's Look Who's Talking, episode 58, brought to you by the wonderful people at Huck Media. We got Leslie with no last name. She's kind of like the Undertaker running our stats. You hear me, Leslie? She doesn't need a last name. She's accurate. Uh, <laughs> just like Look Who's Talking's been uh, the last four weeks, we are 19 and 6. We're 27, 15, and 2 for the season. Uh, we went 3 and 3 last week after an absolutely insane run. And uh, we're looking forward to some great games this week. Uh, Weird Mike, he's always got his retroactive survivor pick. Where he doesn't tell us what he picked last week, but uh, he tells me over the weekend, hey, I survived. Mike, who did you survive with that you didn't help any Look Who's Talkers survive with? But who did you survive with? Yo, Look Who's Talkers, thanks for keeping us going. Episode 58, Weird Mike, not feeling so great today, but yes, <laughs> survived. Yeah, if you, follow As- us on Inst- if you follow us on Instagram, at Hughes Talking. You might have seen Weird Mike's big bet last night, laying the lumber, as he likes to say, against his boy, Billy B, who, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, that's who Mike calls uh, Coach Bill Belichick, one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. He refers to him like the way, same way you'd refer to the sandwich guy at your local delicatessen. Hey, Billy B, thanks for the ham and cheese. Hey, Billy B, I'm laying 300 bucks against you tonight at plus 10 and a half. You know what I realized as that game unfolded rather quickly? <laughs> yeah, it's over. Um, you know, I used the reference, and this is going to be, this is, I learned something this week. Folks, it's important that you learn from your losses. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, absolutely. They're going to happen. Uh, I said this was the Jets Super Bowl, if you recall <laughs> yes. last week. And I've yes. used that term in past betting instances. Um, well, some teams aren't meant to be in the Super Bowl. That's right. And other teams are, and clearly the Patriots are, because the record speaks for itself. But, yeah, hard loss, really took it in, uh, (laughs) turned to mute because the election was on, so it kind of took the sting off. But, man, I woke up this morning salty. Yes. Okay? And it wasn't from the Dorito crumbs all over my hairy chest. Right. It it was, like, salt-like. That's victim salt. Weird Mike's losing a heavy bet by halftime. There's Doritos on the chest. And you know what? You're not you're not alone there, Mike. Okay, you're not alone. Uh, first of all, yeah, the the Super Bowl thing. You know, when you when you say like, hey, it's this team's Super Bowl this year. That's a commonly used term in uh, you know sports handicapping, especially for football. Obviously for football. And I think the point is, if the Jets ever somehow made it to the Super Bowl against New England, well. They'd get their asses kicked. <laughs> I'm fading the term, okay? For picking up the guy on the street, there's some terms I'm still sticking around with, but I'm fading the Super Bowl mantra. I'm off it. If you watched the game last night, folks, Monday Night Football, the, uh, the Jets lost, what was it, 33 nothing? 33 nuts. 33 nothing. Now, before the game, I learned that Sam Darnold was going to be mic'd up uh, for this game. And honestly, instantly right there, knew, oh, God, oh, no, this isn't good. This isn't good. And it's not like it's going to even get, get in his own head. Imagine you're chilling with your buddies before a fight after school, one that you're like 99% going to lose. Like the guy might even be bringing his older brother, you know? And this isn't like grade 11, grade 12, where you played enough sports where you got some back, okay? This is like grade nine. Why did I push that kid when he pushed me in the burger line in the cafeteria? Uh, and... Your buddy's getting y'all ready, and then he looks at you and says, "Hey, hey, uh, do you mind wearing a GoPro? Like, this could be pretty ugly. We want the video." You know, <laughs> that's like the ESPN news crew hanging with Sam Darnold before the game, and then be like, "Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, good luck, man. Like, it's gonna be a great game. Good opportunity for you. You know, new franchise of the Jets. Uh, hey, can you be mic'd up? Like, basically, with them insinuating, like, yeah, this is probably gonna get pretty ugly. Like, this will be good TV. Didn't the Jets learn?" Didn't the Monday Night Football crew learn? 
when the Jets played the Browns on Monday night, they had the mic on Trevor Simeon, yep. the third string, and nobody was talking to him. Like his only buddy on the team was like the third string trainer. Yeah. And they were recording the most <laughs> awkward conversations. <laughs> yeah. And now you got Darnold who, you know, clearly doesn't relish the spotlight. Well, it was they yeah, very you're bizarre. Right. Very bizarre. They're, yeah. It's very Jets. Like, you know, they're just they do things wrong that are like really simple to do. Like if you ordered a sandwich from the Jets, the bread would come on the inside. You know? <laughs> They'd have all the right ingredients there. I'd be they got good players. But like, hey, this isn't a fucking sandwich. What's wrong with you? They're the deconstructed chef who thinks yeah, yeah, yeah. of the NFL. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, I, I did survive. Who'd you take? I took the the suddenly unstoppable Buffalo Bills. I, I think you're throwing out the word unstoppable. No, rather, no, rather no. Only Tom Shady and Billy B beat them. Billy B. <laughs> Uh, that play that he made, the Dolphins went on a 10-minute drive, and we're about to go up two scores, and that was some championship moxie on D. It, like, it is, honestly, yeah, it was a microcosm of the moment. Like, we all been to the Ralph. We all know that that crowd turns on him real quick. Yep. And he made that play, man, and he brought him back to life. And to me, that's what makes him unstoppable, that extra oomph that they the got, Dolphins don't have. Yeah, yeah. The, they, got, they got some... They got some serious character on defense but it just still has to make up for this really really young offense that's just like not quite mature yet into like a pro nfl offense like they managed to get points because they don't have to get too many (laughs) you know uh so it'd be interesting to see going forward but look like a beauty day at the ralph oh baby squish the fish if you haven't been is one of the greatest games to go to every year they they always win like even going back to like marino they just always win even when their team couldn't beat yukon girls basketball on the football field (laughs) like jp lossman used to squish the fish everyone squishes the fish it's great if you're ever, ever going to go to one game at the Ralph and you're a Bills fan, uh, go to the Dolphins game. They always pull it off. Miami, Buffalo, it's just too much of a culture change. The Dolphins can never do it. Yo, look out, Bills and Bills Mafia. Everybody's selling stock on the Eagles. Here comes a wounded bird up north. Couple weapons back. Former yeah. tackle, Peters. Yeah, there's some... I like the Eagles this week. Yeah, it's, it's a do. pick on Vegas. I, I, Vegas does I, too. I, I like them. Uh, you'll hear about it a bit later. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, did you go three and three this week? Three and three this week. Honestly, it was, was a stupid Melvin Gordon uh, fumble at, on the one yard line away from being four and two. Keep it a perfect 66 percent. How you doing? That even made Huck's mustache move. Huck. Weird Mike has something to say about this whole Melvin Gordon situation. Yeah, he's been bugging um, you in Centennial Studio all morning, eh? I've been I've been barking up that Titan pregame on Huck, and you know it looks like he's got some little more pre- pressing business to take care of. Uh, but I was giving him the Titan gears, boy. Two things seem to always happen on Look Who's Talking. One, uh, Huck's Titans always fuck me out of Hugh picks and Doe. And somehow your survivor pick, Weird Mike, is always up against Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's like <laughs> times a season, you're up against Fitzy. Yo, uh, big listener out east, big dog, you better chill the fuck out when your survivor pick goes down seven nuts, okay? Long game. Don't want to have to sever a friendship because of Fitzy, okay? <laughs> sure. But I'll do it. I, I I was fearing the beard. I think every Bills fan was. It was oh. just it had that smell of it, but it was squished the fish. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna happen because it was in Buffalo. Yes. But Huck, Huck, do you guys have a quarterback now on the Titans in our Remember the Titans section? Love it. Coming up with our strong side, Andy Huckle. I I don't know what they have, but <laughs> like, like like we said a couple weeks ago, they win these games that they're not supposed to, and then they lose the ones that they're supposed to win. So. I don't know. We'll see how it goes next week. Honestly, they, the, the Titans quarterback situation feels like you've been begging for a new job from your boss for a year and a half. You finally get the what seems like a promotion, but you end up finding out it's no more money, and you move over one desk to the left, and you you, you just got a new stapler because 
Tannehill is Mariota. They're the same freaking guy. One's blonde, one's brunette, one's healthy, one's not. They really are, man. You got a new stapler, Huck. <laughs> Congrats, homie. Just what I wanted. Yeah. That was like watching a couple of beat-up UFC fighters clinging to glory. Rivers and Tannehill. Felt like a big match eight, nine years ago. Holy jeez. The mighty have fallen. That was seven kids ago for Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really did peak last year, man. That was um, that was their chance. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like Oklahoma City like coming up against Golden State too many times, and then just realizing, you know what? At least KD did. We're never gonna beat him, <laughs> you know. And the Chargers, after losing, what is it? Their eleventh straight game to New England. Like I think Rivers just went home. He's like, honey, let's just make four more kids. Seriously, let's have let's have uh, a full offensive unit on football uh, in. You know, and a couple guys on special teams. I'm never beating New England. I don't care anymore. I got, uh, I said I had a little beef there with that game. Some awful, awful coaching in that game and a couple others. It's really going around the league. Uh, The bad ref and the officiating hoopla is kind of distracting from some terrible coaching decisions. It's true. In the National Football League this year. That new extra point has got everybody rattled. Okay, quickly. Denver. You idiot. You scored on the first <laughs> touchdown of the day. Opening drive. March it down their throats. Kick the extra point. They do. It's on the board. It's 7 nothing. Hey. KC goes offside and gives them the choice to take a two-point from the one. Takes the point off the board. They didn't score the two-pointer. And they never scored again, folks. Fangio lost the sideline with a stupid call. You see Elway pacing in the booth. Even if he got it, I don't think he would have liked it. Take, keep the points on the board, coaches. Lesson one. Lesson two, Jets, my weird pick. You won the toss. Take the ball. Don't give it to Tom and let him march 75 yards systematically that he's been waiting 14 days to do. Throw a wrinkle in there. Even if you go three and out, you're punting. Maybe there's a hold. He gets backed up. Maybe the fumble. Maybe anything happens. Hey, maybe your QB marches down and puts some points on and puts Tommy Boy behind the chains, behind the score. They never had a chance. They honestly never had a chance. Gase looks, I don't know what he looks like. He looks so befuddled, (laughs) beyond befuddled. He's not even a coordinator. He's a strength guy. And you're captain befuddled. Like, if anyone's going to tell me who looks befuddled, it's you. <laughs> Jeez, Louis, I'm sweating in here, and it's freezing in Centennial. I hear you. Yo, and uh, lastly, Vrabel. Remember the Titans. Yes. The guy did everything to lose that game. He only won that game because the Chargers coach kept running the ball with no timeouts inside 30 seconds. Folks, YouTube the highlights. The last two minutes of that Charger game was some of the worst NFL coaching in the hundred-year anniversary of this league. <laughs> no lie, that's I'm, quite I'm a statement. statement. It, remember, people make bad calls, right? Like, there's a bad call you make. Pete Carroll in the Super Bowl still coached a great game, made a bad call. This was total inept on both sides for three minutes of football. Unreal, man. I mean, the Falcons did give up a 28 to three lead late in the third quarter in the Super Bowl. That was some, some bad coaching there too. But I, I hear you; it was pretty bad. Uh, man, one thing about the the Broncos—you brought that up uh, in that disappointment. Aikman was all over them as the Fox commentator on Thursday Night Football. Just by the third quarter, he was so sick of watching it. He's like, literally, he goes, "This is." Uh, this weird Mike just took his shirt off. There's still Doritos on his chest. Sweating <laughs> up a storm here, folks. Tough game last night, eh, Mike? Damn. Uh, when you got when you got chest Cool Ranch going down on Tuesday morning, it was a tough Monday nighter. <laughs> um, like yeah, Marty Aikman Mush in the gang. Break. Uh, Aikman breaks it down in the third quarter. He's like, "Yeah, this is the worst offense I've seen in some time." When you're referring to some time. That's usually referring to like maybe a decade of football. Anyway, <laughs> it's really bad. Really bad. Uh, Flacco, I sense a cash grab here. Like I, literally a guy who never once believed what Elway believed. You know, Elway's like, hey, this guy's got some juice left. 
He's got, you know, he's been there. He's done that. He beat me, my team, and yep. Peyton in our record-setting year right here with that crazy bomb to Jacoby Jones in the division championships. Uh, so, you know, he saw it with his own eyes. He's like, this guy can still do it. What's going on? So he offers him all the money. And Flacco's like, knows he's done. Knows he's done. And football, you know, we talked about this in the Truth of the Week last week. It's just like regular life. Like, people aren't that consistent. Well, in this particular case, he's, it's just like regular life because it's capitalism. You know? He's like, can I play football one more year? You know, maybe two? Yeah. Am I going to fucking lead this team over New England and Kansas City, like, on the way to anywhere? Like, in his mind? No, you know, but for 25 million bucks. Yeah, sure. But I'll tell you what you want to hear. I'll go to practice and on third and 16, I'm going to throw a two yard out and get off the field before my back hurts anymore. Uh, that pacing you're watching that that's Elway kind of realizing he's been had by, you know, these an alpha male quarterback in Flacco's like, hey, I'll take the money. Maybe not an alpha in the sense of the league, like, you know, one to win every year, but. Yeah, but 25 million bucks. I think he's joining the likes of Cam Newton and Eli Manning of guys who are superstars and aren't going to retire when every other superstar used to retire because they could still pick up $20 million to like help some young guy along. Sure. I mean, not everyone's going to do that. The real alphas won't. Tom won't do that. You know, Aaron won't do that. Brett wouldn't have done that. But like Eli, fuck yeah. <laughs> Maybe $60 million. I'll get this kid really ready. Uh, for the next three years in New York. Except there's anyway. nobody in waiting in Denver. It's like yeah, they, they, they draft, got a draft now. Uh, they, what's drafted, going on? they drafted Drew Locke. Now, apparently he hasn't looked that good, but they got a first-round quarterback. Anyway. They missed on Lynch. Like Elway, maybe Elway's got the screw loose, man. Maybe maybe his championship eye passed. Maybe we're not looking at that. It's true. Flacco I mean, sucks, but maybe we're not looking at that. Yeah. Well, it's tough when you're looking for yourself as a younger person, you know? Like when you're in a relationship and you're looking for somebody, you're not like necessarily looking for like you, you know, <laughs> you know, what would be a good match. He's looking for a, a young him. And like, I don't know. It's tough. If there's, if there's a weird mic with huge tits and a tight box, man, this fucking world's in trouble. <laughs> let me tell you. This world is in trouble. No one will want to breed. <laughs> I feel better, though. I got that bad coaching nonsense off my chest. That's been That's brewing good. since Thursday. Yeah, I got one bad coaching thing to talk about. This is my biggest loss of the weekend. Uh, I would have won a hefty little Toto thing out in BC. It's like pools, but it's called Toto. I don't know why. This is the game that cost me it. My first uh, loss on my gold pick in seven in six weeks. <clears throat> Seattle, bro. You were all over the Ravens. I loved Seattle. They lost by 14. Two defensive touchdowns pretty much is the story. No, that's not why the game was lost. I knew you were going to say that, this. No, it's not. That wind up being the final score line, but the game was well in check before that. Uh, they were up 10 on their own volition. I don't think that is that a word. Leslie, is that is volition a word? We'll find out. Word. We'll find out. Andy doesn't know. Uh, look, two coaching decisions I want to talk about. Okay. Seattle and uh, Pete Carroll were questioned heavily after the game because they went so against analytics. Now, I don't love analytics as like some sort of like, you know, marriage to the way you got to do the game. But, but uh, a lot of analytics basically is saying that you should be going for it on fourth down a lot more than you think, especially in obvious situations. Uh, Pete had fourth and three when he elected to go uh, kick a long field goal in the rain and they're down seven points. Misses the field goal. And uh, and a fourth and four. And he punts it. Uh, sorry, they were tied on the fourth and three and uh, misses it. Again, long field goal. You got Russell friggin' Wilson. So not only are the analytics telling you to go for it just in general, but because of who you have, it was even higher percentage. Uh, check out pff.com for free uh, analytics stuff. It's really awesome. Kind of future football thinking. I love it. And uh, yeah, they had fourth and four down a touchdown and they punted it. And Pete said after the game, look, we kick it on fourth down. That's what we do. Well, if that's what you do, well, Jesus Christ, I'm going to fade you a little bit more the rest of the season. Uh, you got to be trying to win the game. And your hunches in old school football, that might work some of the time, but I need, it to, I need you to be giving your team a, the best chance to win a bit more. So, and look, analytics is a bit crazy like this. At fourth and eight, I believe they st still are supposed to go for it. But at fourth and three, four and four, fourth and four for midfield, what are you doing? 
let's go. You need this win. And you got a guy that couldn't really throw the ball yesterday. Okay. I know Lamar looked good. He did look good. I, I thought the Ravens would be able to stop, or the Seahawks would be able to stop him on the ground. Third and 15. He shouldn't be able to convert that on a quarterback option, but he's doing it. Yo, he looked, uh, like, Mike, he looked like Michael Vick. Okay. Yeah, running the ball, he, he did. No. Throwing he, the ball, no. He, he had the cuts like Michael Vick. He had a couple of darts like Michael Vick. Remember, yesterday was mist and fog, and it was ugly in Seattle. Okay? Now he was, he's nine for 20 for 143 yards. Does that Love sound it. like winning statistics? Any picks? Any f- any fumbles? No. Love it. Take it any day. You're going to take nine for 20, 143 yards. No picks, no fumbles, and 140 on the ground? Sign me uh, up. 113 on the ground. There you go. Whatever. Well, I'm just saying. You're not going to win a lot of games like that without a pick six and a fumble return for a touchdown. Well, <laughs> like let me that's... tell you who does love the Baltimore Ravens, the Milton Towers, because we <laughs> nutted up. On the fucking purple birds in Seattle. This is always on the Ravens. Visco, Hernsey, and Sundays in Milton becoming a ting. And we love the Ravens. And, you know, they got me all fired up. They're telling me to chill your, your hate on Lamar. The guy's a special talent. And just wait. Just wait. I, look, he won, and we're ripping him. Let, let, let him lose. I'm him. not Let's ripping rip him. him. I, look, he's going to win games. He's a great dual threat quarterback. But I've just seen this before. And I feel like everyone has, but you guys forget. People forget more than I do. His name was RG3. People don't like the comparison because of where RG3 ended up. But if you took a time capsule of where RG3 was one year into his NFL career, look at Lamar Jackson one year into his NFL career. He's the quarterback leading the NFL in rushing. He's also not throwing too many picks. He's in a good offensive system. Uh, An offensive system that is kind of chastened to him. Where he gets out, he gets options. He gets options a lot, and he's throwing to wide open guys. Not throw up to on third and fifteen. They are designing quarterback runs for him because he can't throw those third and fifteen throws. Or so, they found a hole in Seattle's defense and okay. were running it. Not Maybe it's, I'm not saying it's never going to work. It's just hard to. You're not. You can't as a quarterback. You can't run to the Super Bowl. So at sure. some point, there's a ceiling to this. So I agree with all your RG3 comparisons. I really do. The Heisman, the, the rookie of the year, the rushing yards, it all adds up. But yeah. there's one fundamental difference that you're missing. One of them played for the Washington Foreskins, <laughs> and the other one plays for a stable, positive, forward-thinking, selfless Baltimore Ravens franchise who are giving Lamar the coaching and the help on and off the field to make sure this works. Whereas Mike Shanahan was just using RG three as a toy on his way out. It was total class of cultures. That's why I always thought this Harbaugh is the better one. You know, the one in Michigan is getting labeled another loss at Penn state. But I think this Harbaugh is more progressive, more down with the alt. Yeah. No, no, look, Mike Tyson used to say this. Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. Okay. The reason that everybody doesn't have just dual threat quarterbacks that run third and 15s all the time is because they get hurt, unfortunately. They do. RG3 got hurt. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets hurt if, you, if you, this is your strategy. So it's a Band-Aid solution for your offense. This is all good and great. What happens when he gets hurt a bit? Then he becomes a pocket passer. And then you're going to take advantage of these crazy Ravens point spreads that don't account for the fact that he won't be able to run as well as he, as he, as he has. So it's sweet. It was a good team win for the Ravens, but if you take away the pick six, which Russell doesn't throw, uh, though you took advantage of weird Mike. Hey, there's yes, your sir. pick. There's your, there's your pick of the week. It wasn't weird all. Mike, it wasn't all Mike, terrible. Weird Mike threw down on Russell Wilson to get his first pick of the year against the Ravens, and that pick ended up costing the game. I don't care what you say. Okay, take away the pick six and the fumble return for a touchdown. We're talking about a Seahawks slight victory over the Ravens and everything that's wrong. Or, Everything is wrong with his offense. I, all right. uh, I undercover here. Just last thought there. You've been hanging out in BC. That's where you're getting all this Seattle bias now, eh? You're listening to that AM West Coast radio. It's true. And you're leaning. You're leaning left. There's some green. You know, you got the green party, Seahawks. It's all, it's all seeping in, Jeff, you know? Yep. That skull is not as hard as people think it is. <laughs> it hurts sometimes. It's really hard. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Couple things this week. Uh, one one really important thing, uh, the the Colts 
let's make no mistake, folks. They are the third best team in the AFC. They just beat the team that you thought was the third best team in the AFC. And they're going to beat them for a long time. Okay? <laughs> they're going to beat them for a long time. They got a great system. And Jacoby Brissett's the best quarterback in the league we're not talking about. He's exactly what you want. He's exactly what you want. Uh, they, you, they beat the Chiefs with a bunch of running. Frank Reich had the bye week to plan for that. He's like, oh, Houston's going to stack up against the run. Okay, Jacoby, you're going to have to win this game. Full four touchdowns, 326 yards, 26 of 39. How are you doing? No picks. Yeah. Those are winning stats. Oh, I bet on the Colts. I, was, I felt that game, too. I think they're more equal than you think. Uh, Tennessee, or sorry, uh, Houston coming off that emotional KC win a little bit banged up into Indy, fresh off a KC win and the bye. So there was a lot of tape to study, some common trends, even more so than for a division game. And Deshaun had the ball with two minutes left on the 35-yard line, a chance to win the game. So Indy won the game, no doubt, but they they didn't beat up on them. They didn't pull away. There was no, you know, that, that was just a tight division game. So I, I, I don't agree with the proclamation of... <laughs> I look, they, they, I, they're going to be good for a long time. Frank Reich is that running, I agree with. That Frank agree. Reich's running the old Buffalo Bills, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas era Kagan offense. Really, it looks a bit different. He talked about it in this Wicked NFL Films thing, uh, where Jim Kelly went up to him on the sideline as he was watching uh, the Eagles play, and he goes up to Frank Reich on the sideline. And he's like, "Man, this is this is our old offense." And Frank Reich's like, "Yeah." Pretty much. He's like, it still works. He's like, oh, yeah. Still, you know, a couple of wrinkles here and there. But basically, he, only the re- reason you don't hear about it as much because he's doing it with less superstars. He's turned Thurman Thomas into two guys, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines can catch the ball like a gem. He's the James White of the Colts. And now you got Marlon Mack, who's doing all the running that Thurman used to do. And he's got the be- one of the best O-lines in the league. That's young and not going anywhere. Yeah, anyway, Jacoby Brissett, he's disciplined. He's got a good pro arm, and he's just mobile enough. He, he reminds me of a more disciplined Ben Roethlisberger. Anyway, really like Jacoby Brissett. I wish I could invest in him if he was in a stock. And uh, It's called an NFL futures bet, Jeff. You can invest in Jacoby right now for a reasonable price before they rack up a couple more wins here. Now scared, he's not gonna, he's, their schedule gonna, softens up. Now's the time. He's not going to get the stats to get MVP. I think no. Aaron Ro- I think Aaron Rodgers could slowly sort of run away with this. Uh, well, just as long as Mahomes, if he sits out for a couple weeks. Yeah, well, Mahomes just cost himself the MVP, a first-round bye, and probably two games uh, while on the bench because they didn't listen to Weird Mike and load management. <laughs> and I listened to a lot of pundits and, and shows, not as much as everybody else, but you know, my ears on the ground. And yeah. I didn't hear one person talk load management about this. Okay, this is groundbreaking shit here. I'm bringing this to the NFL. Listen up, <laughs> folks. What are you doing? A bitter. D- Clearly, they would have won the game without him, whether he's played or not, right? Not saying Matt Moore is the answer. Nobody's saying that. But, you know, know the place, know the time. We know the football culture is different, but so is Pat Mahomes. He's different. That's something worth protecting if we're talking about all this stuff, right? Nobody's talking about Josh Allen if he was a little banged up doing that. I'm the hugest, biggest Bills fan in the world. Get the fuck out there, Josh. Win the game. Earn your paycheck. But when we've anointed somebody like Holmes, uh, like Rodgers, who when they go down, Green Bay's worthless. These are investments you've got to protect. And... I was blown away. I was so upset that it happened. My phone blew up. Thanks to all the Look Who's Talkers out there. Got us a couple more subscriptions. Rate, review, subscribe. 58, starting to feel great. First of all, okay, a couple of things there. One, you're not the biggest Bills fan in the world. There's a guy I never said who I that. saw on, on Barstool who did like a two and a half story backflip onto a table. Okay. <laughs> like it was epic. He came from nowhere. He came from nowhere. That's what uh, you got. The one slip of the tongue, eh? No, no, dodging no. that load want, management. Hey, you, you're credit. fighting me back on it. Hey, eh, you, to, I, I love the bills too. I just want to give credit to all the bills mafia out there. Yes. We definitely have a slight more, bit more passion. 
maybe than we do, even though ours is quite full. I mean, even Huck, uh, the sixth Maroon, uh, you know, biggest fan of Maroon 5 in the world. You know, you know, there's bigger fans of Maroon 5. They don't necessarily refer to themselves as the sixth Maroon, but, you know, he doesn't claim he's the biggest fan ever. Isn't that right, Huck? <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, Josh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Um, now, here's the thing, too, with the load management thing. First of all, they don't know that they're going to beat the Broncos, okay? Broncos, they, they've been looking good. You know, the, the offense was going to show up like a girl guide selling girl guide cookies with an empty box. Like, wait, hey, hey I thought there was cookies in here. I thought there was an <laughs> offense on this team, you know? <laughs> what did I just pay five bucks for? That's why Aikman wanted to leave in the fourth quarter. He's like, what am I even watching? This is croquet. Yo, Joe Buck was pissed that he passed on game five of the ALCS. Oh, yeah. To go do that. I was surprised. <laughs> I, they, he left the series. Usually when you commit to the series, you, you stay with it. Joe Buck was in mile high, and he was regretting it late third. Let me tell you. Dude, that, look, it, with, with Netflix and everything, okay, World Series ratings, it, the NFL is God, all right? <laughs> the NFL is God. World Series ratings on a weeknight are pretty much equivalent to, like, how many people are watching Friends on Channel 7 reruns. You know, it's, not, it's not much. Uh, even though it's Houston, uh, Houston Yankees, great game, by the way. Great finish. Loved it. Playoff baseball. It's great. The point I was trying to belabor was another questionable word out there. Yeah, that, uh, that was <laughs> no go for sure. The point but, is uh, that KC could have afforded to lose the game. Pardon me? KC could have afforded to lose the game. I know sure. they didn't want to. I know nobody was looking forward to that. But giving him two weeks on a bum ankle when you got Super Bowl aspirations. Sure. And you know the Chargers clearly fading. Raiders totally unpredictable. Perhaps they saw the only reason I can say this is that they saw the Broncos as their biggest hurdle in the division. Do you think maybe they placed way more importance on that game than we could ever even imagine? I think if you really have Super Bowl aspirations, every game matters because you don't want to go to Foxborough for the AFC Championship game in New England. That, that's how deep they're thinking into this, okay? Every game matters, you know? So they had two losses. They didn't want any more. Plus, here's the thing. Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. The injury ended up being a really unlucky uh, dislocation of his kneecap, which is you know, a separate incident, separate thing. But I hear, you know, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Don't call, first of all, if he's going to play a little in-game load management, don't call QB sneaks. Give the guy, give the kid yeah. a break. Let the yeah. baby steps. Let's do sure. some baby steps. In-game yeah. load management. Yeah. Pull him for a series. But I mean, it's not like it's not like the Raptors and they're taking on the Wizards without Beal. Like, it's like, and you could just sort of kind of skip the game. You know, <laughs> NBA is different. But uh, yeah, the, one thing about uh, the NFL, you know, there's some big spreads. Uh, Big spreads this week, a couple big spreads in uh, in college football uh, last week. Did you see? Uh, did you see Wisconsin get beat? Sure did. This leads me to my truth of the week. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. When you're betting on football, okay, and you're like looking at a big spread, if you do not have a rock star quarterback, stay away from that big spread. Let me tell you why. In college football, especially on the road, keep in mind these are kids. They don't have some established experience in uh, hostile environments, as you might say. And unless you have a fantastic, you know, NFL-ready quarterback in college football, yeah, you could be a massive spread and lose that game because anything can happen uh, if you don't, if you're not facing a rock star quarterback. If you missed it, Wisconsin, very, very talented Wisconsin team with, you know, an okay quarterback lost the University of Illinois fighting Illini, one of my favorite names in college sports. The Illini with a uh, black Santa Claus looking uh, Lovey Smith is the coach. That boy, Lovey, getting a big win. And uh, this brings me to this week because there's some big spreads this week that I don't understand. And I just wanted to sort of break it down a bit more for you as we go into Hugh Picks because we're red hot with Hugh Picks. And I just wanted to tell you. Uh, sort of how we're thinking a little bit, and hopefully help you out. This is going to be rocket science to all of you, but good God. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who I love, and I've been picking for a long time in prime time, they are favored by 14.5 points on Monday Night Football. 
14 and a half points. Their quarterback, Devlin Hodges, he's a third stringer. He was actually a fourth stringer because uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers traded Josh Dobbs. And he's getting 14 and a half points against Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen. And the Miami Dolphins, a relatively healthy team. Yeah, they're shit, but they almost beat the Bills. The week before that, they almost beat the Redskins. They are an NFL team who isn't actually tanking. Like the management is, but the team isn't. Especially Coach Flores. He wants a win. 14 only, and a half points. They have a better quarterback. It's uh, Mike. I only interrupt uh, the truth of the week with some really important news. Mason uh, Rudolph De- might be starting. Devlin Hodges is also the Duck Dynasty call challenge of the South. He is the American duck calling champion. Devlin no way. Hodges. How about that? Yeah, no way. That doesn't make you a 14 and a half point favorite. Against the Miami hey. Dolphins on primetime. Look, if the Dolphins, as you said earlier, you know, this is the Jets Super Bowl against New England. Yeah, well, New England's New England, and Devlin Hodges' Steelers are Devlin Hodges' Steelers. <laughs> or Mason Rudolph coming off a near-death experience of a, of a crazy concussion. Uh, Miami's going to come to play. They're going to come to try to win. And this is going to be a tight game because you don't have a rock star quarterback. This moves me to another game this week. I got the Arizona Cardinals plus 10. Uh, going into New Orleans, hostile environment, sure. But it's Teddy Bridgewater. It's not Drew Brees, okay? So I got Kyler Murray versus Teddy Bridgewater. Who's the better athlete? Who's the better quarterback? I don't know. It's pretty even, actually, uh, if, if, if I'm looking at it. So I think this spread's ridiculous. Unless you are giving me a rock star quarterback who could really lay a pedal to the metal, the point where once he gets going, just like Tommy Boy last night, where you're like, oh, this is over, because I got this Hall of Fame quarterback and he's not going to make mistakes. Like He's not going to just go you know, three and out four times so that this team can come back. You want someone who can get up by said big spread, like get up 17, and not make, be able to make mistakes. Basically, if they just play normal football, they'll make it. Just like a really consistent golfer. Once he gets up four strokes uh, you know, on Sunday, ideally, he walks away with the jacket. There's those guys that you can rely on. But it's just like tuning in on Sunday of the U.S. Open and some guy you've never heard of is leading a whole bunch of guys you've heard of by four strokes. Are you looking at yourself like, oh, uh, Joe Swanson's going to run away with this? No, no. You know, <laughs> Tiger's going to catch him or the DJ is going to catch him. OK, Brian Fitzpatrick is going to catch this spread. So just don't be fooled by how bad the record is. Of the Miami Dolphins, they're still an NFL team, and they're facing a very beatable quarterback who beat the Chargers last week on a couple of defensive random touchdowns. Just like the Ravens beat the Seahawks on some defensive random touchdowns, don't be fooled. Pittsburgh, without Ben Roethlisberger, should not be favored by 15 points over anybody. So just beware, be afraid of taking good teams, big spreads, with uh, absolutely normal quarterbacks, okay? Teddy Bridgewater should not be getting 10 points over Kyler Murray and a red-hot Arizona Cardinals offense. So we're going against the big spreads this week, and this Truth of the Week's leading right in to our you picks. You! All right, folks, our you picks for the week. This is Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Uh, yeah, we're having our best season ever. We're 27-15-2 for the season. We are 19 and 6 in our last four weeks. Here we go. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus 10 at New Orleans. New Orleans coming off a, a physical game, but a relatively easy win over the Chicago Bears. That's why this spread is inflated. I've never seen a spread be represented so heavily on just one game before. New Orleans has been winning all of their games by a touchdown or less, literally since Drew Brees left. They got a great defense. Who will keep this game close? But Arizona, Arizona's offense is much better than who New Orleans has been facing the past few weeks. Okay, Mitch Trubisky and that anemic Bears offense is no match for Arizona either right now, as, as far as offense is concerned. Again, I got Teddy Bridgewater, a backup quarterback who is managing the game very effectively, but is not the guy I want to be ma- managing away from a backdoor cover of Arizona, uh, who's now fighting, you know, in fighting for a playoff spot. They're a real team this year. Uh, to keep this game within 10 points. To take him at 10. It might go down to 9.5. I see him, I'm seeing 9.5 in certain places. Nine we're we're taking 9.5. We, we're taking it at 10 this morning. And uh, yeah, love it. 
All right. I'm taking Miami Dolphins plus 14 and a half at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. That is too big of a spread. Miami is sick of this being compared. Nobody wants to be the winless team. So they're going to try to win a game. It's just good for their careers. I don't have to listen to the same bullshit questions every week. Uh, Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph. I don't think their Pitts- this Pittsburgh's team should be favored by 14 and a half over anybody. So just beware. Uh, it might seem like a sucker thing. They're just begging you to take Miami. Well, sometimes take it. Okay. When you're getting a free appetizer of a too big of a spread, don't overthink it. Take it. Take it Miami plus 15 at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh wins the game by eight. Just enough to make it convincing. But uh, let's be honest, they're going to run the ball and punt it in the fourth quarter. They will not be putting on the gas. I'm taking the Colts minus six at Denver. I got a machine versus a team versus a girl guy that doesn't have any cookies in her box. Okay. Denver's offense is over. They're done. I think Elway's looking at Flacco now. Like, when do I just sit you and see if this kid has anything? Uh, Drew Locke from Missouri. Another one of Elway's picks in the first round. We'll see how it works out. At minus six under a touchdown, I love it. The Colts are so efficient right now. They are just going to outscore the Broncos. They're going to go touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown, field goal. There's the game. There's like 30 points. Denver's going to go punt, 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 interception, touchdown, punt, interception, punt, 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 field goal, field goal. There you go. 30-13, beat down. Love it. Take the Colts at home on their way to an easy playoff berth. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles plus one at Buffalo. Sorry, Bills fans. This is just a gift of a spread. I like Philly to get back on the wagon. Uh, They just have such a better offense that has been struggling in the past two weeks. But let's be honest, Doug Doug Peterson's offense works. This offense works. They just sort of got to fix it. The Bills offense has never proven to me that it works. Okay, they still have just not had a game where I, I'm like, oh, that's what they're trying to do. And here's a game where they got there. No, they just have an amazing defense. They don't have to score a lot of points. I think that amazing defense is going to get scored on by Philadelphia. It's not quite uh, cold enough yet to be that much of a scary environment in Buffalo. A lot of Eagles fans will be making the trip to get those cheap Bills tickets. And uh, I smell a solid Eagles road victory. And I'm sorry to all the Bills fans, but you got to take Philly at plus one. Love it. All right. We are taking (laughs) the Carolina Panthers plus five and a half at San Fran. I got Carolina coming off their bye. I got San Francisco coming off a wet, rough game. Nine nothing was in uh, in Washington. Came away with a victory, but they also came away sort of showing who they are right now. They ran the ball 41 times against the Rams. They ran the ball 39 times against Washington. Well, you think, hey, if it's working, you know, do it. But they were averaging 2.4 yards per catch uh, against the Rams and 3.4, sorry, yards per carry against the Rams and 3.5 yards per carry against Washington. So they're running the ball a lot. They're just not even doing it that well. And their defense has really stepped it up. They got a great front four. So I'm not doubting that the Niners are a great team. But Carolina, I will take them on a neutral field over over San Francisco right now. They got better weapons. They got probably the MVP of the league, you know, so far, Christian McCaffrey. Now, it's a quarterback's league, so he's going to have trouble winning it. But this guy is weapon X. He can do everything. And Norv Turner, as your offensive coordinator, if you have a, a running back that can catch the ball, he will be an MVP candidate if he can stay healthy and you got a good O-line. That's what Norv Turner does. He drafts amazing Weapon X running backs that can catch and run and uses them more than anybody in the league. That's the uh, the coordinator for Carolina. I like Kyle Allen. Man, Cam's got to be in a weird position right now. Eh? It's like leaving your kid who's just slightly too young to babysit your other kid. He come back for four days and he's doing a better job parenting than you did. And you're like, all right, I was thought I was going to get arrested. But now <laughs> I might just go back to Florida, you know? Whereas, you know, Drew Brees in this amazing situation, he leaves for a couple weeks and the babysitter just did a great job, but no one's expecting him to replace you. So I like Carolina right now coming off the bye. Big win in London. Just good vibes in the Carolina locker room. They got Luke Keekley who can take apart that uh, San Francisco 49ers offense. Plus five and a half. I love it. I think Carolina wins this game by a field goal. Great game out West. All right. And I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers at the Chicago Bears over 40.5. 
Uh, when you're an offensive coach and you get embarrassed like three, two of your last three weeks, three of your last four weeks with offensive production, uh, you're sick of it. This is going to be a week of heavy practice for the offense, for the Chicago Bears. No, they're not going to waste another home game uh, looking awful on offense. So I see, even though I don't believe in the Bears long term, I think they're the most overrated team in the league possibly. Uh, I like them to score a shit ton of points at home against the Chargers this week and uh, muscle out probably a tough victory. Stay away from the game. Take the over because Phillip Rivers will have uh, no problem putting up at least 20 uh, and making it a good game. Yeah. 28-25 final score for the Bears. Uh, they get back on track and uh, so will we. There you picks. That was Obi Trice. Real name. No gimmicks. Great rapper. Even Huck was bobbing his head and his mustache has got his own little beat. You! Giddy up. Who you got, Weird Mike? Yo, I like to uh, throw some shade or compliment your picks before I give mine, bro. I like ARZ. Cardinals. Fast track. That dome was built for the high-octane Saints, which they are no longer. But that's exactly what the Cardinals are. So I like those points for sure. Miami Pitt. What are you doing fucking around with that game? That's crazy. Who knows what's going to happen? Steelers off a bye. One win away from a really weak wild card potential in the AFC. Yeah, no, I know. That's just too much. That's bad quarterback play. Look, the reason they beat the Chargers last week, the only reason, is because of like defensive pick six and like a couple of turnovers. And then they managed the game. They scored like 10 points on offense. So I do like the Panthers, though, if, big time. If the, if the Chargers just beat the Steelers last week, what's the spread? You know, let's say it was a normal victory, like 24-13 Chargers, the exact game we expected. What you know, what's the spread? Two weeks ago, what I'm if? Just what saying, the, what does I'm, that mean? I don't know I'm what saying that means. This, because of this one game, the spread is so much more because they beat the Chargers. Just, that's what you got to watch for. Have a look in the bigger picture. This should not be that big. You got their third-string quarterback. Maybe their second-string coming off a wicked concussion. Damn. Maybe that guy's got uh, maybe galvanized the room, the third stringer, with that fucking duck call. I will. I bet he'll galvanize the room, and they'll be really pumped with an eight point eight point win. <laughs> you know, even fourteen gets you a cover still. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, I've ever been more wrong on a weird pick. Yeah, that, that was just one. Pretty wrong. Yeah, I was. That was painful. I was getting messages telling me to delete the post, <laughs> say, <laughs> say whatever yeah. credibility you have left. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I like it. I, I know, I know. You it was loved a good it. loss. Like if you're Remember gonna lose with it with a with a podcast, like lose big, lose publicly, lose so that everyone tunes in just to look at you. <laughs> well, if they could look at you right now, they they talk about the Doritos on your chest, but that's okay. <laughs> a couple of sweet chili heat in there too. Um, I'm going back to what got me in the wind column to start this 2019 season. Weird pick of the week. I'm 2-0 using them. We're going back to waist deep in the dog pound. Her, uh-huh. her, her. This one ain't about Tom Shady or Billy B. This is about official panic mode in Cleveland with an ass whooping. Off the bye, watch your team that you're playing on a short week. Already have a common opponent. Baltimore's win in Seattle put some real urgency into the Cleveland locker room. Right? Um... And obviously, all these games, all these Browns games, they circled the Pats. Hundreds. Jim Nance, Romo in the building. It's it's essentially a primetime game. And I don't like betting on Monday night winners. It's exactly what the Patriots were. They steamrolled. I don't know why they had all their starters in so late. Not that they were going A-plus for effort, but um, it's just a good spot. It's 13 and a half, folks. I don't know if I said the number yet. Cleveland Browns plus 13 and a half off a bye at Foxborough. Do or die, put up or shut up. If if the Browns get blown up, big changes. They're going to they're going to make a trade and get an O-lineman or they're going to toss it in on this year. Like if New England does what they just did to the Jets, I don't see it happening. Too much pride. Baker's a gunslinger. Never stops trying even if they're down late. Back door cover open. I'm telling you. Baker, tiny shot at an upset? Like he wants it that bad. 
Like, I'm going to sprinkle on the money line, folks. About 50 beans on the Cleveland money line, whatever it is. That gets you five bean stocks, by the way. Ten, beans, so. ten beans per stock. Wow. Uh, man, you are, you're stubborn, eh, Mike? I, look, first, first of all, I like it. I do. Like, I'm not going to take it, but I would lean Browns here, especially after the bye week and just because of how bad Baker wants it and their weapons on offense. But they're going up again. I mean, how many times are you going to go against Tommy and, as you say, hashtag Coach Billy B? Uh, <laughs> you know, like they just publicly embarrassed you. Uh, you're ready to just take that chance again? You like anybody anybody else? Yeah, when you uh, you get kicked off the horse, sometimes you got to... Kick the horse back. No, no, you just got to chase it and try and get back on. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And that rarely happens. But I see it happening here. You know what? I, it's I'm, more Cleveland. It's more Cleveland, right? New England's heading into their bye as well. Uh, the one less day to prepare uh, just adds up. Man, if this was 10, I don't take it. It's 13 and a half. I couldn't I believe it was so big. Look, I'm really excited for this game. To be honest, as a guy who understands, at least who I think, I'm a guy who I think understands what the Browns are capable of. Not necessarily what they're executing on a weekly basis, but they are extremely talented in the right areas, you would think. That's how I feel with Baltimore. And I, I and you you haven't got you haven't got on them like that. How what they're capable of. They're ca- totally capable of greatness. Sure, a couple eggs, a couple stinkers, but I'm gonna tap into some of your brown I, like, uh, I just like what I like what Baker's capable of. How about that? I like his ceiling. He's He's not exactly painting the ceiling right now, you know, but I like his ceiling. And also, I predicted week two that we'd see the perfect Patriots this year all the way to the Super Bowl. And uh, this is, I think, one of the trickier stepping stones on the way. Getting a really talented, super hungry, desperate even, Cleveland uh, Browns des- team. Desperate. desperate. Very desperate. Off a of bye. Uh, so I'm super pumped to watch this game. I don't think, the, like when you say Monday night winners, Monday night losers, I mean, the Patriots are just past all that shit now, aren't they? Yeah. No, it like, doesn't really they, apply uh, to them anymore. I'll agree. I agree to that. Right. It's, it's a trend that for teams that don't necessarily play all the time. Yeah. And haven't had 20 years of running success. It's, it seems like there's really only one way to beat Tom Brady successfully, and that is pressure him. And that's what Cleveland actually can do. They can't protect Baker too well, but Miles Garrett and and some of their linebackers, they're getting to the quarterback. They're getting sacks. So just like the Bills got to Tom Brady a couple weeks ago and like you know almost made like almost pulled it off, just like the Giants pulled it off in two Super Bowls, just like the Jets pulled it off with one Rex Ryan sort of claim to fame, uh, you got to get to Tom. So well, it'd be interesting to see if Cleveland A can get to Tom, and if Baker can wake up and like throw to the guys in the orange jerseys who for some reason are called the Browns. <laughs> it's like one of those things. It's like, hey, all right, we've got a great team name. This is like 100 years ago. Who are you going to be? We're going to be the Browns. Oh, it's great. Love it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. But what? we're going to fuck with everybody, okay? We're not even going to be brown. <laughs> we're not going to have a logo. We're just going to be fucking orange. <laughs> so why don't you be the oranges? Nah, nah, nah. The fucking Browns. That's Buddy. the Cleveland way, baby. That's if the Syracuse orange were brown. Yeah. Or the, the Toronto, or the Toronto Blue Jays were green. <laughs> it is it is juxtaposed for sure. Fucks with you. But I'm, I'm fired up for the game. All right, so uh, Hugh Picks is taking Arizona. Uh, plus 10 in New Orleans. The Indianapolis Colts minus 6. Home to the Denver Broncos. Carolina Panthers on the road in San Francisco at plus 5.5. Miami Dolphins plus 15 at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football with fucking Mrs. Angeletti as the quarterback getting 15 points. What the hell's going on here? Uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers at Chicago over 40.5. And, and Weird Mike's pick. Uh, that stubborn son of a bitch is picking against Billy B and Tommy again. Plus 13.5. He's taking Cleveland. Uh, I would lean Cleveland here. I'm not taking it. And, uh, yeah, what, by the way, heard some people, uh, one of our listeners, Mike Morrison messaged me. He's like, you know, who do you think for survivor? I know you're out, but uh, who do you think? I'm like, ah, I'm leaning Buffalo. I would lean Buffalo. And he told me afterwards, like I took Buffalo and my idiot buddy took the New York giants. What was everybody doing? Taking the giants on a survivor pick this week. The herd was all over it. The guys were staying out of Vegas were all over it. What has Daniel Jones shown you? 
to put such money behind him. He's had one game against Tampa. Uh, anyway, I, just, I don't get that. Remember, folks, have higher expectations, okay? Don't go on one date and go buy a ring, all right? Consistency is something to, to, to be earned, all right? You got to show me a couple times first. Don't, you go on one date, it could be the dress, you know? It could be the, the extra glass of wine you had, all right? <laughs> a lot of variables. Maybe the service was just so good. Maybe the lighting was weird, all right? Uh, anyway. Just have higher expectations, folks. And uh, I do like the Giants this week on spread. They're, they're in Detroit facing a Detroit team that's starting to doubt themselves and a Giants team that uh, doesn't think that last game really represents who they are. And you're just getting two teams going the wrong in different directions. I stayed away because, again, they haven't shown me enough. But I would not take Detroit this week. I would uh, lean, no. lean the Giants at plus seven for no sure. No more Detroit, folks. The... Yeah. The doubt has been restored in the Motor City. Indeed. Patricia had people believing him for a New York minute. It's jokes when your last name is, is, a, is a girl's first name. And we do last names so much in football that you, you like just the story you just told there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Patricia's just got to know to like throw that red flag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a baby shower or something. I get He's, it. He's forever known as Coach Matt Patricia of the Lions. He, we will forever refer to him now on this show as Patricia, Patricia. <laughs> or Patty. <laughs> no more Lions. Uh, uh, Oakland and ARZ calls were good. All right, folks. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. We got one more week with the at Team I Will Super Bowl Challenge. So we're giving away uh, a Super Bowl raffle ticket worth $100 to get a VIP package. To the Super Bowl in Miami. Flights, everything's paid for. We want to thank Lee Van Mosdyke, Skip McDonnell, uh, happily married man, by the way, Ben Devlin, James Duhamel, Chris McElhaney, and I'm sure I've missed some people, but... Yeah, uh, Waits, thanks, uh, Waits, uh, yeah, Barbarian Waits. Craig Waits, Waterski Barbarian from Team Canada, uh, giving us a, a couple big shares, and everyone else sharing it on Facebook, commenting, putting on your stories. We absolutely love it. Uh, thank you so much. My boy Andrew Hickey out in, uh, from Zapata, out uh, Giddy Up uh, in Great Britain. We're getting some love. So uh, remember, you can add us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, iTunes. Remember, if you haven't subscribed yet, it really helps us out when you subscribe. So if you're just downloading every week, hit subscribe for us. We're like you 2 We're just going to put ourselves in your phone. Hopefully you don't hate us for it. Do you remember when fucking U2 did that, by the way? Fuck you, U2. Okay? I still have U2 songs that just come up when I'm in the shower. And suddenly my shower gets way weirder than I wanted it to be. Okay? Because <laughs> it's like, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. A great song, but not when I'm like washing my nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> I found them. They're right there. Took care of it already. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, uh, weird Mike's getting over that 33 nut beatdown. Browns yeah. waist this'll deep. Probably be, this'll probably, probably be our highest rated episode because everyone likes to see Weird Mike lose. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Hey, if uh, it helps progression, you know, laying a little wood, maybe it wasn't hey. the worst thing. Hey, God bless you, bud. Uh, Huck, do you got anything for Shut the Huck Up? Do you have a message? For Ryan Tannehill going into this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Watch out for the Bucs, folks. Winnable game. Winnable Very game. winnable for the wenches. Yeah, winnable game for both sides, which probably means the Titans won't win. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. I'd love I would love to see a Titans tailgate party. Just a whole bunch of people confused. You know? Yo, uh, quick word. Uh, the Titans are kind of becoming the Chargers of the East because Nashville's such a party spot. All the visiting teams are rallying to Nashville for a guy's trip. And remember, in America, there's a lot of female football fans. Not that there's not a lot in Canada, but there's sure. definitely more in America. Right, right, right. And every Tennessee home game is like a split, except when they played the Chargers because there's no Charger fans anywhere. They yeah. finally had a true home game, and it took some of the worst coaching in the history of the world <laughs> for them to win it. But fascinating, Tennessee does not have a home field advantage. Uh, you know, any kind of big team rolls in there. Buffalo took over the stadium. Yeah. You get a Packer, a Steeler in there. It's it's 70-30. There is a team with an empty stadium waiting for you to come. The team with no fans. <laughs> it's fucked up. By the way, news that doesn't matter that actually probably really does matter. 
the Patriots traded for Muhammad Sanu. So when they have Muhammad Sanu and they have Julian Edelman at wideout, they always will have three quarterbacks on the field. Just like Picks talked about last season. The future of quarterbacking is upon us, and the Pats are leading us there. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks to everybody. We'll announce the winner of the t- at Team I Will Super Bowl Challenge for the raffle tickets next week. Thank you to all of you. And if you just want tickets, anyway, remember to DM at Team I Will Canada, or you can DM us, and I'll send you the link to buy tickets with your old credit card. And, uh, well, you got anything left for us, Weird Mike, and to put your shirt back on? Uh, yeah, I've cooled down a bit. Uh, I like the Nationals in the World Series, guys. Four great starting pitchers, the 2-3-2 two, two, uh, format. Uh, helps. So, Nationals worth a sprinkle, folks. Couple of homers in the ninth. Great way to end a series. Me and Weird Mike went down to Kansas City to see if the Jays could do it a couple years ago. Didn't work out, but we love Kansas City. Fuck you, you two. We'll see you later. Baby, baby.